Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I have both the mic and the opinions. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9. The time is flying by. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where I was just now. You just performed calculations. You were like, there is no way that it is episode nine. And you paused. And then I saw you do the calcs just like that meme of Zach Galifianakis in the hangover. (laughs) Calculating hypotenuses. Precise. (laughs) Wowee. Episode nine. Yeah, we're already here. And we're doing 10 this season. So, friends... Don't cry too much. I know. It's almost the end of the year. End of the year. Getting end of through. season three. That's crazy. We just decided that, by the way. That's You just made an announcement. I mean, did we just decide? I mean, I was thinking maybe because our theme this season was Roman numerals that maybe we'd be going up to 12 or something because, you know, 12 is a good Roman numeral. There's all sorts of Roman numerals you could get up to. Like 50? 15. Get a, get a whole other letter? Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. Nope, 10 it is. I think that's enough. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so let's recap last week, huh? Shall we? We shall. All right. So uh, last week was UFC on ESPN Hermanson versus Vittori. Marvin Vittori defeated Jack Hermanson via unanimous decision. Dang it. Super bummer. Dang I know it. that we're Jack Hermanson fans over here. Um, but oh. yeah, that happened. Jamal Hill dev- uh, defeated Ovin St. Peru via TKO punches. Um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> So basically, if you haven't figured it out by now that we haven't watched <laughs> no. last week's main uh, card, um, and I do want to nah. rewatch it. And, nah. Eh, eh. <laughs> but we saw Luis Smolka defeat uh, Jose Quinones uh, via TKO punches. That was actually a really good fight, and I was on the prelims, and we, uh, um, <clears throat> it was pretty exciting, except that I was like, I'm rooting for Louis Smolka because he had such a great fight against Patty Houlihan but then when you did the calculus again <laughs> I realized that he beat uh, Patty Houlihan you just couldn't uh, root for him so you, oh no now I have to hate him forever I know but but we still kind of like him I know when he's from Hawaii I know he's a nice guy I know. and he was he, he got rocked and he was losing that fight and then he came back and then uh, beat Quinones via TKO so that happened and then what else happened that crazy that crazy slam you showed me. Yeah. So Jordan Levitt defeated Matt Winman uh, via KO slam. So basically Winman, and this went viral on Instagram, so you might have seen it. Mm. He had uh, Levitt in Cole's guard. So he had his legs wrapped around him. Uh, Levitt picked up, picked him up, walked across the cage towards his own corner, put his forearm across the guy's neck and then slammed him down into the ground. And then that impact caused uh, women to be knocked out cold and he won the fight. So it's pretty slams are pretty rare, um, but also pretty awesome. Kind of awesome, but also kind of scary. I don't know. And now I just read that Matt Wyman, I think it's Wyman. Sure. Um, got let go. He was released from the UFC. So that sucks to go out on that note. They don't have any, what, what, what's the word for it? They don't have tact? or Like none. <laughs> I mean, I, we know they don't have any. Yeah. Which, I mean, whatever. Dana White said that 
approximately 60 fighters were going to be released from the UFC before the end of the year. What do you think about that? I mean, it it makes sense and they're kind of due for it too, right? So it's like sad and, and there's a bunch of people that I'm sure that we like that are going to get cut and it's unfortunate for them and stuff, but like it, it makes sense and it's not anything that like you... If you were part of the UFC, you would have known that you were kind of on the fence about that. Yeah. Also, I feel like they signed so many people last minute randomly that many of them might be people like we don't even know are in the UFC. True. That and I feel like there's a bunch of people who are just uh, have bigger contracts. It's like everybody else. Yeah. The UFC has basically been functioning almost as normal as it can you know, given everything that's been going on in 2020, they haven't made any cuts. They haven't fired one employee. They haven't done anything. They've just been doing everything. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, at this point there's, I'm sure there's a bunch of fighters who get paid at a level now that they just can't support with no audience and stuff like that. So. You true. Um, as we were listening to Dana White say release, and now I just said it again and I don't think we talked about it. Do you remember the book where they release people? Uh, was that the giver? Yeah. Good job, babe. Thanks. So now whenever I hear them saying that, it like makes me sad that they're fired from the UFC. But when I think about them being released, I get really, really sad. They're not getting really, really released, babe. Okay. All right. Thank you. Why don't you snap, uh, snap out of it? <laughs> I know. Now I just got so sad. <laughs> and give oh, us a yo, summary of what to look forward to this week. Okay. This week is UFC 256. It's a pay-per-view, which I kind of wish it wasn't. And George and I had this discussion um, n- not on air, but it's bullshit that the UFC thinks just if there's a title fight, like it has to be pay-per-view. Like this card is not really pay-per-view worthy. However, um, I will tell you to look forward to Figgy versus Brandon M. That's right. Brandon M is fighting again. He's back. Was he 601 or 605? I think he was 601. Oh, hey. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so was I. Um, Tony Ferguson and Charles DeBronx, Oliveira is on this card. Our boy Chase Hoopaloop, our other guy, Cubby Bear, and Mackenzie Fake Accent Dern is on this card. We'll talk more about that in our top three. Mm-hmm. I, th- I saw a smirk. Did you want to say something? No, I think I've done enough Mackenzie Dern bashing on this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Um, but Bellator is back. Uh, finally. But also, who cares? Whatever. Um, they're back at Mohegan Sun. There are only two people who we even freaking know on the card. <laughs> One is Magomed Magomedov, who... Very good. I don't think we even really know other than he's like one of those people. We've seen him fight on Bellator for sure. Yeah, but he's like, I have no feelings for or against him. And Alimale McFarlane is fighting, which is awesome because she's awesome and super cool. And she's the belt holder, right? So she is a belt holder. Um, yeah. that, That's something to watch potentially. So the, the but, little things I've heard about both are number one that I wanted to share. Magomed Magomedov, he only has one loss. Do you know who he lost to? What's his weight class? Can I guess? Uh, Will I be able to guess? Maybe bantamweight. I'll give you a hint. It was in ACB, which I don't know if you remember off the top of your head what ACB is, but that's like that Russian MMA league. Uh, do, 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 do. That's why they have the music to fill in the pauses. Piotr Jan. Yes. Yeah, no yes. way. Yes. Good job. 
Good job. I mean, I and ser- I said Piotr right. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I served it up to Suck you. Suck it. Really- all you other fucking podcasts with your Bud Light Seltzer, real money. Yeah, I hate no. you all. I mean, Bud Light Seltzer pays us. I'm, oh, yeah. They just haven't started yet. <laughs> Okay, and it's definitely on. starting. We did the math, by the way, and we're in negotiations. So I think season four is going to be, you know, making that real money. But we need all of you guys to buy one case of seltzer a week. I think that's fair. A week? A month. A month. A month. A month. A, a month. month. A month. And it's not to be confused. Like, we need one per person, not per couple. So if you live in the household with another one of our listeners, both of you should please buy a case of Bud Light <laughs> That's the best commercial yet. <laughs> Why? Because you literally like, please buy Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> that might do it. All right. Before we even get to the top three <laughs> in this week that there's nothing to talk about, but there's actually some stuff to talk about. Uh, you know what else is this weekend? This podcast was built on heavyweight boxing, okay? I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll <laughs> have you know. I'll have you know. And how much I uh, like the other two guys besides Anthony Joshua, like or, or over Anthony Joshua. That I, I mean, I can't, I can't rank, really. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. I go back and forth between one and two. You just don't well, want Billy to be mad at you. I mean, whatever. He's not going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> and then... Um, Number three is Anthony Joshua and uh, not the biggest fan, but he's fucking fighting this weekend and there's zero hype around it. So Why? Let's see. There's something actually, oh, and I saw Brendan Schaub comes up later in the episode too, Ugh. but he always says like Anthony Joshua could potentially be like the biggest name in boxing, but his like management stinks, right? Yeah. They're just like overly, overly protective about him. And like, he's fighting this guy named Pulev. Like who the fuck is Pulev? Like, no, like for real. <laughs> Pulev. Pulev. Who, who the, the fuck, fuck is Pulev? Pulev? <laughs> See, look, Pulev has a cool come out. With all chant. due respect. Yeah. With all due respect. I'm, I'm rooting for Pulev. Hey, it would be awesome. You know, but whatever. Wait, was Joshua's last loss to, oh no, last win Against, to Ruiz. Yeah. Ruiz. Okay. Ruiz. 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 Yeah. Ruiz all right. who made all that money from that one knockout. And then came in like <laughs> 40 pounds heavier. I mean, Tubby Bear had like free Snickers, so. Yeah. Top three of the week, babe? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start off the top three. Um, I want to talk about one of my favorite fighters and uh, someone who won a big fight over the weekend uh, that we didn't talk about in the recap because it's a totally different organization. One championship is in based out of, uh, I guess, I think they're based out of Singapore, but they're all um, Asian, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gary Tonin, who fights out of uh, Hansel Gracie Academy in New York, uh, just won his sixth professional fight over there. Woohoo! We fought over the weekend. Uh, one championship still does the things uh, where they name events, which I, I miss that the UFC used to do it. Like used to be like UFC number twenty seven revenge. Oh. <laughs> so one championship this weekend was Big Bang, <laughs> which I thought was a great name for a fight card. Oh, now I see because I looked up. It is in fact Singapore. The next event is Big Bang. Two. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> They're running that. out of steam in December. <laughs> so I guess because Singapore uh, has really good, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Like regulations about COVID and they're really strict about everything, which is a good thing. 
um, Gary was only able to bring one person with him. So rather than bring a coach, he brought a training partner so he could actually like drill mm. and do stuff, which is, I think, really smart uh, and awesome. But this is also one of his most difficult fights. And I think part of that had to do with the fact that he's got like freaking John Danaher and Tom DeBlas in his corner usually and other great coaches. So um, he didn't really have coaching. He fought this guy. I forget. So was his training partner in his corner? His training partner was in his corner, mm. but he, you know, he yeah. was not necessarily giving him like top down advice. Uh, I think it was just like kind of holding ice and, and helping him like chill out and stuff like that in between rounds. Uh, but still better than when Mike Perry's girlfriend in, in his <laughs> yeah, corner. For sure, for sure. It's someone who definitely knows a thing or two. But Gary's uh, really awesome. He's a, a jujitsu first kind of MMA dude, but he has really good striking. And it was nice to see him. What was exciting about it was that it went the full 15 minutes. It was three, five minute rounds. And he like really faced some adversity and still dominated. So he couldn't finish him, but uh, he dominated two rounds. And then at the end of the second round and I didn't re- I saw it happen he got kneed to the head right yeah you, I, I heard you yeah, yell that <laughs> I, checked it, I was like what the fuck but they, they didn't call it out or anything and, I, and then I double checked in one championship it's legal to, to knee a downed opponent yeah so if you have uh, someone inside control against the cage you could knee them which is like pretty violent and uh, Gary posted afterwards about how like it really made him feel like alive i guess because like he's never gotten like that fucked up and to know like i'm gonna come back and still Mm -hmm. win the third round and everything so uh yeah that's cool kudos to you still undefeated and i think i'm gonna say out of the uh even though he's not really a prospect because he's like he's so successful at jiu-jitsu and winning mad competitions and doing well on adcc and stuff like that i would call him my favorite mma prospect which is like wowee all right that's cool let's um Go on to number two in our top three, which also goes back to the UFC card I was telling you about this weekend. So even though uh, UFC 256 is not necessarily the hottest pay-per-view, we'll probably be purchasing it. Um, And even if you don't want to purchase the pay-per-view, there are some awesome, awesome people fighting on the early prelims and the prelims. So we told you about Chase Hoopaloop, who is maybe my favorite MMA prospect. Ooh. <laughs> but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you guys might it. remember from a while ago, he's like super young. Maybe he's 19 now. Like he's really grown up since his last fight. Uh-huh. Um, and he's just like super cute and even though he lost his last fight, um, he just always wants M&Ms after a fight. Like everyone else is like, burgers, tacos, beer. beer. He's like, oh, M&Ms. Um, so that's cool. He's the very first fight of the night. So now I don't know. No, I'm going to find out for you this moment. That starts at 6.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, dang it. Oh, so I guess you need ESPN+. Plus. Oops. Um, But you can watch. He's on the early prelims, but you can watch the prelims. That's on ESPN2. And those you can definitely watch. And that starts at eight o'clock on this Saturday. So the... I think the prelims are like almost better than the main card. So we have our boy Cubby Bear. We love him so much. I don't know. He's he's... He has his ups and downs. He's been around a long time. He's been around. He has his ups and downs with his tattoo choices. That's for sure. But we really like him. And from the one episode 
of Kingdom that we watched because both yeah. Billy and Patrick Grady Oh no, and Paul too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Everyone fucking tells us about it. But we're the worst. But we did watch one episode. It was ha! good. Ha. And Cubby Bear was in it. There you go. And that's super cool. So if you don't watch it because he's a cool fighter, watch it because he's a handsome actor. There you go. See, babe? He's the underdog Selling too. So it. I would put money on him if I could find the bookie. God damn if it. Any of you know a bookie, text me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, also on the prelims is Mackenzie Dern. We're not we're not gonna hate on her anymore. There. No. I mean, Executive she works decision. she works with Jason Perillo, and Jason Perillo is an awesome coach. Uh what's interesting about him that our listeners might enjoy. He used to smoke like two packs a day for like twenty years, and he's a boxing coach and used to be a professional professional boxer and smoked while he was boxing. So Crazy. Uh, he quit because of his daughters, uh, but he has an awesome voice and uh, he's actually, um, <laughs> he, wor- he works out of the Ruka gym. So, and he works with really cool people and I like Jason Pearl a lot. So, all right. So maybe we'll root for Mackenzie Dern. Dern. We'll see what she does. Time. Also on the prelims is, was supposed to be Tisha Torres versus uh, Angie Overkill yeah. Hill and you know Angie Overkill Hill because she's fucking awesome. She's like, sweet as pie super funny so funny and she tested positive for covid and that sucks um and actually oh no i'm confusing tisha tisha torres is dating raquel pennington yes okay all right so whoever tisha torres is against we're most likely rooting for her um junior dos santos is on the card versus cyril gone i think we're kind of rooting for him because he's from france and we're like we're gonna get on that euro bash train right i mean yeah i i, I think i'm gonna root for jds just okay there yeah. that'll make it more exciting for well, us maybe we want both to win kevin yeah, holland what it has been a while <laughs> but we don't want both to win that's like a waste of our no, our feelings no, no, no. um is fighting ronaldo sosa jacare jacare uh i don't i don't really think i care who wins that uh, I just, yeah, I just want it to be fun. But the two main fights on the card are Tony Ferguson is finally back. This is really exciting to see him fighting again. And it's against Charles DeBronx Oliveira. This is kind of Charles Oliveira's chance to like really. It's a big step up. Put his name in like not top five, like top three and potential uh, title contender. However, Tony Ferguson already put it out there. He's like, home slice has missed weight before. I am telling you right now, if he misses weight for this fight, we are not fighting. Like, I have never missed weight, and he has before, but it was at a lower weight division, so I don't think it should be a problem. But Tony is already, like, getting, like... Mental warfare. Crazy Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mental warfare. True. And then our name that you remember because uh, (laughs) there's a reason that people nicknamed him Figgy. Davison Figueredo is fighting Brandon Moreno. And they just fought a couple of weeks ago. They both obviously won. This is for the flyweight title. Sorry? They both fought oh, other people. Yes. Good. good. Well, I mean, our our friends are they remember They're up to that. Date. They're up they to date, they yeah. are totally up to date. Um, so I'm gonna root for Brandon Moreno because I found out 
I found out, you know, through the grapevine. <laughs> Just that he like has gone through a lot, both in his career and personally. And one of his daughters was sick previously, and she's totally fine now. But uh, he's he good. He's a good guy. I want him to win. All right, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited because I think the Tony Ferguson, uh, Charles, the Bronx Oliveira fight is going to tell us a lot about the division and what's going to happen next, which is super exciting. And I'm still petrified of Figgy. So I want to see what he actually does and how he uh, responds to uh, Brandon M's fire over here. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. What's definitely going to happen Saturday night? What's definitely going to happen? I'm definitely going to drink a Bud Light Seltzer. Everybody knows public transportation in New York City leaves a lot to be desired. But when I'm on the Long Island Railroad coming out to visit my grandsons, you better believe I'm sipping on a Bud Light Seltzer. The one thing to make the train ride bearable. Enjoy Bud Light Seltzer responsibly this holiday season. All right. Cheers. Cheers. I am definitely going to be having a Bud Light Seltzer with my bro P. Dids and your sis, Jennifer. All right. Um, so I'm just going to round out the top three with a little uh, um, little new segment called I'm Not Having It. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a new segment. The fuck? The one week I don't write notes? Are you serious? No, I just didn't know how to say it. And I don't want to say... Uh, <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't else? say that. No, 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 no. no. We've got to keep the sponsors happy. Um, so uh, and, uh, one of the big news stories, because it is like kind of quiet in the MMA world right now, is uh, Clar- Clarissa Shields, uh, who is a Olympic gold medalist in boxing and 10-0 uh, professional women's boxer and world champion, uh, is joining the PFL and is going to be pursuing MMA. So uh, there's a lot of hype around there right now. She's been talking and this has been brewing for months. Um, but I just got to say, man, I'm not that excited for it. Like I know th- not only am I not that excited about it, I'm not that cool with it. <laughs> I already forgot the name of the, <laughs> of the what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not down with it. <laughs> Wait, that's not what it, you said. Was it? I'm not having it. I'm not having it. <laughs> I'm not having it. All right. Uh, I just, man, it's the state of like women's MMA, right? Like women's MMA doesn't need all this attention to be like, oh yeah, boxers going to come over and do this crossover thing. Although it's happening all across the board, right? With this YouTube boxing. Yeah. Shit I mean, that's all. It's, it's just all a mess and yeah. stuff like that. But boxers don't always make the best switch to MMA and I'm not having the fact that someone who does not who's like not thrown a fucking kick and does not know the first thing about wrestling take takedown defense or anything is going to come in and just with that swagger and be like yo I, there's nobody who's going to even touch me or, or no one's going to be able to deal with these hands and stuff like that but I have not heard her you have clearly heard her what, is that what she's saying she's going to come in and do she's just going to take over the MMA world I mean I think she's probably saying it more uh, she's saying it better than I'm saying it right now she's yeah but, saying, but I'm saying she thinks sh- her skills currently I've seen some stuff on Twitter that that indicates that and also there's other people who are buying the hype too so that's another thing that I have in the show notes for today man Brendan Schaub makes his money right talking about fighting and MMA and boxing and he w- was in the UFC heavyweight fucking like division like he's a real legit guy just but- FYI he has a podcast um 
that actually I'm not going to name because I don't want you to go listen to it. But he's our competition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but God, and I'm sure he's a he's a he's a he's a, a good guy. I'm going to say he's a, he seems like he's a good guy, although he's uh, a, a little dumb. Uh, maybe a little <laughs> dumb. Yeah. But man, I cannot agree on a single thing. If we like sat down, I'm sure we could get along and be fine. But if we're like pick a color. I'm going to pick blue. He's going to pick red. Say pick a letter. I'm going to pick fucking B. He's going to pick X. Like there's there's no, there's nothing. So he's like, so he was super bullish about her her coming over. And I'm like, man, why don't you like tame it down? But I get it. I get it. I get it. Because if there's no hype around it, then there's no, you know, whatever. But she's also going to PFL, man. Like who's she going to fight over there? It's even going to give her a challenge. Like, PFL oh well maybe it'll be back in January but it's been canceled since March like they didn't even attempt which is somehow interesting in one way because they didn't even attempt to try to come back during COVID and they gave all their fighters like stipends yeah so like amazing their fighters still got money and and all of that but PFL is not known for like high level competition. And we're PFL fans. Yeah. No, no. PFL is super cool. We would have went to the New Year's Eve show this year if they had it. I know we would have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I'm defending her because I don't know anything about her, but I think you're shitting on her more than you need to. Okay. Then maybe I'll pass over this. It'll be fine. Well, I'll say I'm having it. Okay, cool. You're kind of having it. I'm, I'm kind of having. You're having it. half of it. I'm having half of it, but then, then I feel like now I'm gonna just start going crazy about all this other crossover shit with wh- whoever the fuck the Paul brothers are. I and, don't understand that. That somebody do an exhibition with Floyd. Somebody just who like, knows anything about pop culture, please explain I, anything about them to me. Do we really want to know? Does holding hands at Thornfist really want to know? No, because we're legitimate, unlike those fools. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by all the UPS drivers, FedEx drivers, DHL drivers, and don't forget your mailman, too, who are doing all the work leading up to Christmas and New Year's. Thank you guys for all the things that you guys do, and girls. <laughs> <laughs>